Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1838. How do I choose the healthy foods I eat? By Laura Carter of lauracarter.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online. Now, for a lot more blogs being narrated for you, check out Optimal Living Daily. You can search and find that podcast wherever you're listening to this. Now I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short because, hey, today's actually my birthday. So with that, Let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. How do I choose the foods I eat? By Laura Carter of lauracarter.com. Recently, one of my clients shared with me her frustration with the organic label. Can we really say that certain foods are organic, she asked. I completely understand her frustration and I figured she mustn't be alone. So here, I'm gonna share my criteria for choosing my vegetables. But first, a few sobering statistics. The Environmental Working Group, an independent research group, found 287 chemicals in the blood of 10 Americans. Out of these 287 chemicals, 133 were linked to cancer in animal studies, 151 were linked to birth defects, and 153 can alter the hormone system. 185 were associated with infertility and reproductive problems. 130 were known to affect the immune system, and 157 were toxic to the nervous system. Exposure to these chemicals did not come from the air they breathed, the water they consumed, or the food they ate. Who were they? The 10 Americans they tested were newborns. Industrial pollution begins in the womb. In a study spearheaded by the Environmental Working Group in collaboration with Commonweal, a nonprofit health and environmental research institute that conducts programs focusing on residential retreats for cancer patients, Researchers at two major laboratories found an average of 200 industrial chemicals and pollutants in umbilical cord blood from 10 babies born in August and September of 2004 in U.S. hospitals. Tests revealed up to 287 chemicals found in this sample, including industrial chemicals, pesticides, consumer product ingredients, and wastes from burning coal, gasoline, and garbage. Due to glaring loopholes in federal law, no one knows whether or not these exposures are safe. So how do we choose our foods? Is organic our only option? Here's my order of the priority of the types of foods I choose. One, local and seasonal foods, organic. Ayurveda always recommends that the majority of the foods we consume be whole, nutrient-rich, local, and seasonal. 
That's because it is believed our biological systems are in sync with the biological systems of nature, such as the seasons. It's believed our gut bacteria changes along with the seasons, allowing us to digest properly the foods that grow during that season. There's also a belief in all ancient traditions that the foods and herbs that grow in our environment are healing to us. Two, local and seasonal foods, non-organic. If I can't find organic local and seasonal foods, I'd still choose the foods that are local and seasonal. I encourage everyone to either belong to a CSA, which is a community-supported agriculture program, or go to your green market. Because these farmers don't grow huge quantities of produce, they use fewer chemicals, and these chemicals are usually the same that are recommended when it comes to organic farming. Growing foods is hard work. People near us who choose to do that do it out of love for nature and for people. I believe in supporting them. I also believe that the future of farming will look like that because of the unsustainability of agribusiness. Three, organic or non-GMO. Let's be realistic. Unless you live in a pristine area, 100% organic foods don't exist, not because of a failure on the part of the growers, but because of nature. Wind and rain don't discriminate where they fall, and our air and water are so polluted that these chemicals can affect organic crops as well. Scientists at the University of Washington tested urine of children eating a conventional diet and children eating predominantly organic produce and found that these differences in pesticide levels are detectable in our bodies. Some of the children on a conventional diet had pesticide byproducts in their urine that indicated an intake of pesticides above the negligible risk level recommended by EPA's guidelines. The children who ate organic foods had a median level of pesticide byproducts only one-sixth of that of the children eating conventionally farmed foods. So, eating organic could make a difference. Finally, I highly encourage people to choose organic meat and dairy foods because of the high levels of hormones and antibiotics in conventionally raised animals. Four, Environmental Working Group's 2019 Clean 15. Eating organic foods can still be very expensive. So my last choice would be the Environmental Working Group's 2019 list of clean conventional vegetables. They even have a free app where you can scan the barcode of a produce item and you'll get its score. When none of these things are available, then I highly recommend that you peel the skins off all your fresh produce. Contrary to popular belief, merely washing the produce with soap or other cleansing products is not enough. From an Ayurvedic perspective, the root cause of symptoms, including weight gain, is the buildup of toxins. Please do whatever you can to limit the amount of toxins you ingest to prevent future health issues. You just listened to the post titled, How Do I Choose the Foods I Eat? by Laura Carter of lauracarter.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I know when we hear about data regarding toxins in our environment, and when we learn about the toxins that we're getting exposed to and potentially ingesting, it can be really scary. It may make you not want to eat anything at all. And I get it. But first, I'll say that our bodies are equipped to handle a lot. Our bodies are pretty strong, and so they can handle many of these environmental toxins on its own. But of course, we want to limit our exposure as much as possible. Because yes, there are some toxins that our bodies aren't great at getting rid of, and they can build up over time. So I agree with Lord that by reducing our exposure to some of these toxins, especially in our food supply, we might be able to prevent future disease. And again, one of the best things to do is definitely check out the Environmental Working Group's website and take a look at their Clean 15 and their Dirty Dozen. They basically list produce that's highest in pesticide residues. That would be your Dirty Dozen. So they list 12 produce items with the highest levels of pesticide residues. And then they have their Clean 15, a list of 15 fruits and vegetables that are lowest in pesticide residues. Now, what you're going to find is when you look at the Clean 15, a theme will become very, very clear. Fruits and vegetables that have thick peels that we usually don't eat, like a banana, we peel the banana first. What you're going to find is that's probably going to land on the Clean 15 list. And that's because those thick peels prevent many of those pesticides from getting to the meat of the fruit. But when it comes to something like, oh, bell peppers, where you're not peeling it, you're basically eating the vegetable as it is, well, that's going to have higher pesticide residues. And depending on how it's grown, whether it's grown underground or in soil, that's definitely going to affect the types and how many pesticide residues we're going to find. But so what do you do then when you have, let's say, bell peppers and you want to still reduce your pesticide exposure? Well, what you'll want to do is, again, one, if you can, buy organic and buy seasonal. If that's not possible, what you'll want to do then is bring home the bell peppers and rinse them under running water, cold running water, for 30 seconds. And while the water is running, go ahead and use friction. So basically, you can use a clean towel or your hand and start to kind of scrub the surface of the bell pepper. We're finding through studies that water and friction can help remove many of the pesticide residues. Not all of them, but enough to make a difference. So again, there's no need to be completely afraid of eating fresh produce but there are things we can do to help reduce our exposure to some of these toxins. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Something you can do as a birthday gift to me, by the way, is share this show with someone. That'll make me super happy. All right, and I'll be back in a moment for our Sunday bonus episode. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.